Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Uh, hello and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm your host Matt Rossi. With me this week are my fantastic co-hosts uh, Johnny Storm and and Benjamin Grimm. No, no, of course not. Uh, I should have <laughs> mentioned. Should Dibs have mentioned on the thing. Long, really. Yeah, you can be the thing. Uh, I, I feel bad telling Liz that she'd have to be the Invisible Woman, but the Invisible Woman is the most powerful member of the team, so it's not all bad. Uh, but her '60s appearances, yikes! If you ever go back and read those things. Sometimes and it, it they they do not hold up. <laughs> yikes! Yeah, it's, yikes! Uh, yikes is what just keeps coming to mind. But anyway, we're not gonna we're not here to talk about old comic books. Uh, we are here to talk about new video games, specifically the ones Blizzard makes. And yeah, um, there's a lot going on today. I don't know if you guys know this, but in about I'd say ten days. Diablo four is going to have its, its server slam. So we're going to spend the entire, no, we're not. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, it's we 10.1. We could, but we're just over a month today. away from Diablo four. Yeah. It, ah! The past, the past two months has been constantly being just over a month away from something like or less for all of April. It was like, you know, 10.1, 10.1, 10.1. And now as we're recording this 10.1 is out. Uh, and it's a hefty download that, that messed up my computer, but good. So, uh, I don't even know how good it is yet, but I'm looking forward to getting it working to find out. But I, in addition to 10. I will protect elder honeypot with my life. Yeah. Honey belt. Excuse me. I don't even know what that means, but yes. And, oh, it's one of the fur bog. Nifflin. Right. Oh, Nifflin. Oh yes. The, the mole people. Yes. We have mole people now guys. Um, finally, I can imagine the D and D game I would run where I give everybody like one of these peoples, like a mole person, uh, a panda person, a rabbit person, and you could start like a whole D and D campaign based around these guys. Uh, and you can do that actually in D and D. I think they have all of them, except maybe they don't have mole. I'm pretty sure they do. But regardless, uh, yeah, ten point one went live today. Tons of stuff to talk about there. Um, th- th- we also have, I believe, I-, I I don't know much about it. I don't. I know there was something involving battlegrounds uh, for Hearthstone. Is that correct? That is correct. Hearthstone Battlegrounds Season 4 is going live. Like, they they just dropped this one on us today, and it's going live on the 9th, which is next week, which is also the day that uh, Aberus opens in WoW. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where they're just going to just cram stuff on top of us. Everything, (laughs) all at once. Yeah, it's everything everywhere all the time, yeah. Wasn't it everything everywhere all at once? Or was I can't remember the name of the movie, but everything great. everywhere all at once. Yeah. So seriously, Michelle Yao, amazing. She always has been, but she's really good now. But yeah, it's it's been like a cornucopia of treasures. It's like getting beaten with a cornucopia of treasures because you're like, oh, treasures, ow! There's another bigger thing of treasures, ow! Oh god, never have I been so happy that this man's clubbing me with a cornucopia. Uh, just so much stuff, <laughs> man. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. So let's do our job as the people who talk about such things and talk about it. Let's. You want to cover the the Diablo 4 150 hours thing first, Liz? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay, because uh, you mentioned it in work chat, so I I like to try yeah, to get to those. Yeah. 
because it's very easy for me to forget them because I'm looking at the email and I'm, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get you. One of the things that got uh, revealed um, in the in the lead up to the server slam was that they expect it to be around 150 or more hours to get to level 100 in Diablo 4. And that's when you start to engaging with the Paragon system. But levels 1 through 99 are just leveling, straight up leveling. And you will be taking that much time. To give you an idea of scale, a month, um, a week is 168 hours. So if you are playing this game and you decide, I'm going to level as fast as I can, I'm just going to sit here and power level, you will be at that for a week straight. Uh, I'm, and again, I'm not saying that you won't find a way to go faster than 150 hours. I'm sure there are people who will possibly by doing those things like, you know, like no, no longer eating or sleeping or doing so as little <laughs> as possible, which is not healthy. And I don't recommend that. And if you are coming up with novel strategies to deal with your bathroom breaks, please take a step back. It is not that important that you hit level 100 that fast. Yeah. I mean, like if you, even if you weren't put that aside like if you were to treat it like a full-time job i think it's what eight hours a day would put it like something like what 19 days yeah uh, it's, two it's, two hours if you were to play two hours each day and this is not with, without taking a break that's like 75 days um i'm curious if the math holds up like if it is actually going to be 150 hours um or I, until some player figures out how to drastically cut that down because that's the other thing that might happen yeah i'm sure that some players will eventually figure that out um i know that one of the things is that this isn't even a new pronouncement exactly, although it's a, it's they had in the past come up with different hours at different times. But there was a group interview a while back that I, I know of entirely because Liz was at it, and they had said there's something like 150 to 180 hours. Uh, if is that correct, Liz? Do you remember? Uh, I am not sure. I do not recall this. Yeah, but I, I looked that up, and that's so they've been predicting this amount of thing for a while if it is actually if the 180 hours like long form estimate is is accurate that's more than a week that's like you couldn't possibly fit that into mm-hmm. a week. whereas if you can do it in 150 hours you could theoretically do so but man i don't please don't I don't, don't be that person it. that don't be the person they found at the 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 uh keyboard at a cafe that did something yeah. like that with i think it was like diablo don't yeah, do that you'll, you'll, You'll you literally will hurt yourself or worse. It is it is not worth it. That being said, I honestly feel like this is an example of them. They're they're coming right out and saying, guys, this is the thing you are supposed to be doing is playing this and getting through it. You're not supposed to be like ramming yourself through it like a torpedo. The, the purpose is not max level at all costs. The purpose is play through the one to hundred game and experience it. That, that we have a lot of stuff here for you. Uh, the main campaign, they said something between 35 to 45 hours to complete the main campaign the first time through. That means that you will be maybe level 50 when you finish it the first time. And then you will have another 50 levels to go through it again. So I, I feel like that's that. there's an example of they, what they're trying to do is less... Like what Diablo 3 ended up having to do in order to satisfy the people playing it was they put in adventure mode. And they put in adventure mode as a completely separate mode of the game. It feels to me like in the playthrough we did in the in the in the open beta and the uh, the early access, it felt to me like they'd worked adventure mode into the game, like it's part of the storyline game. You go to places, they have quests for you to do. You do them. There will be other quests that unfold as you do that. Then there are places to go within that world, and all of it is tied together in a way that's a lot more organic than Diablo 3. Uh, again, I love Diablo 3. I'm playing it now. Uh, I think it's a great game, but I still think that it's a more organic way to do it. I don't want to see people just trying to blaze through it. I don't you, think that's a good idea. So here's here's my I don't want to I don't think it's controversial at this point, but like my thought on games like this the ARP genre is that the only thing that should matter is the feedback loop of playing the game. If you get that right, the leveling doesn't matter. If that makes sense, are you, it's the idea of having fun as you're making or ha, playing and having fun while you're making your way through just playing the game should always be the focus. And if a game does that well, then 150, 180, 250 hours doesn't matter. Like um, Chaos Bane was the Warhammer version of Diablo. Uh, when Pillars of Eternity and a bunch of the other ones were out and, and before Diablo 2 Remastered happened when Diablo 3 had been out for a while. And like 
it I don't remember the leveling system of it, but I remember just having fun playing the game. Whereas Diablo, it felt like one of those things where I had to get to max, Diablo three, I had to get to max level and then I got to hang with my friends um, because that's where the game was fun for me. It wasn't like leveling mattered only to get to the end game. If they hit this right and the, the, the gameplay feedback loop is just good. It just feels fun to play the game like POE and like a bunch of other games in the ARPG genre that have been knocking it out of the park for, for years. That's just great. And I really hope that's the case. Like, See, I actually disagree with you completely about Diablo 3 because some of the most fun I've ever had playing the game was leveling with my wife or with somebody else. Like Diablo 3 is superlative as a pl- game where you and one or two other people go from like 1 to, to 70. But I think, again, it's because of what you're talking about that it is fun to do that. It's fun as a group exercise entirely because the gameplay loop is fun. And I hope that Diablo... I think Diablo 4's gameplay loop is going to be a little bit better than Diablo 3's. But regardless, it's never a good idea to just play until you fall down. Um, and at least you played through the uh, the open beta. How do you feel that the gameplay loop was for the characters you were playing? Um, I I felt it was pretty good, and I may not be the right person to talk to about this this in particular because I played three out of the five classes to level twenty five during the previous open beta weekends, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I did think the whole experience was a lot better than leveling in Diablo three, which does. It gets pretty old pretty fast. You play mm-hmm. through the story and then it's like, okay, am I am I really doing this again? Do I have to do this again? Really? I have to make all of these same stupid choices. And yeah. And in Diablo 4, it feels like they're they've really brought in a lot of story. They've really they're they're doing world telling, environmental storytelling, and they're bringing in the world of sanctuary. And it's fun to just go and explore the world. And while you do, you're going to run into random events and little side quests that you didn't know about. You're going to run into Shrines of Lilith, which give you different buffs. And you, you might run into a world boss, which will kill you, or the butcher who will also kill you. <laughs> it feels like there's it feels like there's just more to do out there in the world. I, and I, when that butcher showed up and when I was in line, my barb at level 25, I went uh, all out trying to kill him. I went all uh, out and I almost got him because he was near enough to a shrine of invulnerability. <laughs> So I was completely invulnerable for like a solid 40 seconds. And I was like, I got him. I got him. And then it wore off and he just one shot me. He turned me to paste. But I think that talks to what you're talking about in that Diablo four, you almost don't even feel like you're leveling. Yeah. You're just, you're just playing. You're just enjoying yourself. That's what I look for in those types of games. Like that's, that's my goal. Right. So that's a good sign. I I think in general, whichever way you look at it, it, it was a, really interesting experience uh and i'm hoping that people take the time to have the experience because look at it this way based on how the last couple of diablo games have gone we're going to be playing this game for 10 years (laughs) you have time you have time to get to max level (laughs) you'll do it you will get there you do not have to like you know be sitting there going what i've come up with is what i call my throne of pain i first i place all of my bodily parts within this plastic no no we're done (laughs) todd you're done we're not letting you do this wait that's the plot that's the plot of uh castlevania 2 <laughs> it's a plot of Castlevania 2 or the lawnmower, man, depending <laughs> on. <what you're> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's something that is happening that we should probably uh be aware of. Um that we was the next thing about the Twitch drops, Liz? Or is uh, it, or is it that, Amazon well, Prime? There, there are Twitch drops that have started today, and uh it sounds like they're a little buggy, actually. Like you're supposed to be able to get a new Hearthstone toy. And instead, people are getting a mount, which is supposed to be something you get next week, I think. Um, (laughs) But uh, regardless, you can get some cool Twitch drops this week. If you come and watch World of Warcraft on Twitch, just look for the drops enabled tag and uh, watch whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Oh, and the thing that the Amazon thing was a little XT, right? Yes. Yeah. uh, Amazon Prime Gaming members can get a little XT pet. Uh, just by being a member of Amazon Prime or being a free trial member of Amazon Prime, if you prefer. Uh, and that's uh, that's until almost the end of the month, I think. You can log in and grab that little guy. Uh, it just takes a few clicks. Go to Prime Gaming. Look it up. 
Man, I'm not going to lie. You are done. I've gotten so much free stuff from that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that I have, I already have a little XT. So do yeah, I. Same. I've had the same. Years, but that's not, I don't, I'm, I'm glad other people get to have it because it's been retired since 2019. Yep. Um, but it's like one of the, my favorite pets because it's just, it actually throws the fit. It throws the fit that XT himself <laughs> throws. It's like, but it's in microcosm. And I'm pretty sure it also smashes trains. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen it do it in a while, but I remember like having it because they used to, whenever we would do the raids, I remember that somebody in the raid always had one of those trains that makes everybody dance and freak <laughs> out. And yes. so I would always have my little XT ready to, to go smash it. Everybody did. Everybody did. Yep. Yeah. It's like, go kill that thing so we can actually do this. But yeah, so that's that's really cool. Both the, the Twitch stuff the, and the little XD stuff. Well, go ahead. One of the interesting things about the Prime Gaming is that Amazon has said they're going to have a new World of Warcraft reward every month for for a year, I believe. Yep. So uh, you, this is just the beginning of getting cool stuff from Amazon Prime. Well, and they've been doing it for a little bit, too. They've been testing it. Like um, the paid transmog helmets were up there. I think they, they, they yes. were the first things that they put uh, up there. But then they became they became available free for it. So like I'm here for it. Like I'm I'm here for some content, especially if it's older content like this that's been retired, getting mm-hmm. getting into players' hands, whether it's through Twitch drops or Amazon Prime, like uh, or Prime Gaming. Like it's all I, I am happy that people get to experience some of this stuff. And if you like games that are not wow, Amazon Prime Gaming has a lot of stuff, and uh, they also give away Hearthstone rewards, usually free packs or a free Epic card. And uh, Overwatch stuff like free skins, so eh, it's worth taking a look, checking out. Who doesn't yeah, like free stuff? Especially if you have Amazon Prime anyway, which you know, yeah. come on, yeah, why not? The world is being quickly divided into mm. you know, Amazon and Disney anyway, so <laughs> you, know, you pick a side and pick the side that'll give you video game stuff. I guess who knows? I don't know, but I will say this: um, like we, we mentioned earlier, that patch uh, one ten point one is out today for a while. In two days, Diablo 2's latter season, season four, is starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz just mentioned that uh, in seven days, Hearthstone's Battleground season four starts, and that's also when Dragonflight season two is starting with uh, the Mythic Plus dungeons, the Avarice raid, going straight up to Mythic. It's there's no more holding back. It's LFR, normal, heroic, and Mythic all on the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the early part of May. We're just just talking like up to like the ninth day of May is. Re- ridiculously packed and that's leaving out stuff that we know is coming later in the month like on the 12th to the 14th mm-hmm. you know there's going to be the diablo 4 uh server slam so yeah it's it's a it's a crazy busy um couple of i, I don't want to say a couple of weeks it's just it's you know yeah it is by the 14th which is like we're at this point 10 days it's 12 days away yeah we're we're so entering we're entering that summer season right like we we see this every year it just gets super busy this is like something I wanted to bring up because I was thinking about it. Um, I might have written a BT about it. I might not have. I don't remember if I actually <laughs> did or just thought of it. But do you guys think we're actually going to get this entire expansion by December? Do you think that this that this is going to be like the whole thing? Like 5.2 is going to be the end patch? Like Because we've gotten like we're up three out of the six patches they mentioned for 2023. I, I think we're going to get a 10.3 next year. I'm kind of in the camp with Liz. Like, will there be a 10.3.5? Do you think that's going to be like... Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do three major patches with one or two minor patches between each. And right now they've been doing two minor patches between each. I think that's... I think they've been on a really good cadence here. Yeah, I just was I thinking mean, about it. Do you guys, you guys remember uh, Miss Pandaria, right? No, mm-hmm. never heard of it. Never, never played it. Never, never did anything <laughs> with it. No, I was definitely certainly wasn't a panda for a very long time. <laughs> my point is just that it had a pretty good cadence for a while didn't it it did it was dropping content pretty pretty well like we i remember yeah, that's true you, that's you true got, you got the barons patch and there was all this stuff to do in the barons and i was like the, the, wh- i'm going to the barons on purpose how, how <laughs> did you make this happen blizzard and then they put out siege of orgrimmar which looked like a really cool raid and it was a really cool raid which is good because i spent 14 months in it <laughs> and i don't want to spend 14 months in whatever the final raid of, of Dragonflight is, do you think they can avoid it? Like, I, I think they're trying. I think they're trying really hard to avoid it. And uh, I I do think they could spread out content like a little more than they are lately. But uh, they're certainly trying to keep it going at a pace. So really the big question is, 
can they keep this pace up and still work on a new expansion? Because I think I'm having a lot of fun at Dragonflight, but everyone's always thinking about what the next big thing is. And that takes development time. Mm -hmm. So can they do both of these simultaneously? Because this has been a breakneck pace this year. Tons of content already, and it's only May. Yeah, uh, it is less than six months into the year. Although thinking about the fact that it's five months into the year makes my head hurt. Um, oh. Yeah, 2024, not that far away. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, I was looking at all the stuff that's in this patch, and like, there's a lot of stuff that you know you you know about, you think about. I had forgotten about fire rack assaults. <laughs> I had straight up forgotten that they were happening. I was like, oh right, fire rack assaults. Uh, and then I, you know, I started looking at all the other stuff that's coming in. It's like there's some of it is like the cross faction guild stuff isn't as extensive as I wanted it to be. Mm, like, I yeah. was kind of hoping it was just straight up. I can now do stuff with my guildies. Not yeah. The stuff you could already do with people from another faction, you can still do with them, but now they're in your guild. So congratulations on getting to be in guild chat. Uh, but there's just, there was a lot of adjustment. Like I was looking at the, uh, the Druid changes, the balanced Druid changes. And I was like, if I played ranged, this would interest me because they've really, they've spread out the way it gains and spends power. It, it's very much a, it's a, really extensive redesign and they did some stuff for fire mages and they've done some stuff for like a lot of other specs warriors got nothing like nothing warriors got so little uh i think they nerfed a couple of warrior healing abilities and that's it uh called it a day but regardless there's just there is a ton in this this patch and i'm like i am i gonna have time to to do half of this and i and think about that that we just got 10.0.7 with a whole new island to go to and all this new stuff and now that stuff is no longer new stuff i will say that they they made it the intro to the new area uh Mm -hmm. very quick um it doesn't take a whole lot of time to do it and to get to the to get to where you like just kind of do your daily quests and whatnot um and the questing the intro quest for it in my opinion is very well done um, mm-hmm. I think one of the, the biggest problems I usually have with, uh, when they add stuff like this and they seem to have learned from their, their, their past choices is I don't like when they're, it's a long drown out process to just go do the thing. Um, and so you can kind of experience it at your own pace when they don't do that. Uh, cause you could just do your intro well, and then come back to battle it. from Azeroth. Uh, Battle for Azeroth, Shadowlands had, had the, the big problem with that too. Like, let's look at the Maw quest. Uh, let's look at what we went to. Let's I, go to the Maw today. <laughs> uh, I don't think Robin Sparkles <laughs> is singing that one. Um, I was. And, I used to sing that every raid. We were doing, um, what do you call it? Uh, the the Sepulcher. Yep. Not Sepulcher, the one before it. Um, the fashion- Sanctum of Domination. Yeah. Whenever we go there, I'd be like, let's go to the mall today. 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 <laughs> Are we going to the mall today? Yeah. But it was the, yeah. uh, uh, what was the, the island, uh, the, or the, the quote unquote island area that they, they added that he pulled in? Corthia. Like feeling like you were making any progress there. It felt like it took several hours of like, I'll be questing. Upfront, I, I didn't finish the questing to get into Corthia. Yeah, because it was long, never, right? It was really long, and then by the time I got back into the game and was trying to do it, uh, the you know the the new one was out uh, to, on the way to the actual Sanctum of the First Ones, Sepulchre of the First Ones. So it was like, yeah, I don't have time for this, man. I, I got to go do all that cool stuff, the new stuff. So yeah, it was too long to get into. So I'm I'm hopeful hearing that it's much quicker this. Yeah, time. I, th- I think I knocked it out in like a half hour, and then just like got to go do the thing and the question was enjoyable and I got to spend time with some of my favorite NPCs and you know, it was, it was good. I think, I think it was like half hour hour is like the sweet spot. And I think they're learning that. So, and then I don't feel as rushed, which makes me feel happy. That's all I have to uh, add. Liz? I have not really played it yet. So um, I'm excited for new content, but I haven't found the time yet. Yeah. It, it, I've been on the phone all day. So that's why I didn't mm-hmm. download things. Uh, Man, I hate being on the phone. I'm not a millennial, but my God, I think I inherited, the, I've like <laughs> absorbed the millennial hatred of phone calls, which is hilarious because we're doing a podcast over what is essentially a phone call. Um, but regardless, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at this like just looking at the raid release schedule, like how the the LFR wings open. That they're still doing that with LFR wings. It will only be wing one that opens on the night. Yeah, just wing one. It's just they're kind of accelerating the pace by rolling out LFR up front. Mm-hmm. So anyone yeah. who doesn't do normal heroic mythic can jump in and start getting a feel for it. And I think that's a really good idea. 
because the raid is so tied into the story of the game and you should let everyone jump in and play it straight mm -hmm. up. Just, just yeah. do it. The, but there are four wings and they're separated by two weeks between each after this. So it's still going to be a while before all of LFR gets here. It's just a little faster. Yeah. And plus you'll still, you won't have to go into LFR. Like a lot of people had to go into LFR and they were completely undergeared. And mm -hmm. this, at least you'll have more of a chance to get gear, like starting the first week. And as each new wing comes out, you'll have had more time to have actually worked on it. I, I don't, it's not really more time, but it'll, it'll be front loaded. And I think that's a good move. Uh, it's a nine boss in raid, which I think is, uh, that's a fair amount. I, I don't remember off the top of my head how many raid encounters there were in uh, Vaults of the Incarnates. I think it was like six or seven. Like, I can't remember. But nine bosses is a pretty sizable raid. It's not, you know, Ice Crown Citadel, but it's it's, it's a pretty big raid. Um, <laughs> well, I nothing, nothing yeah. in Ice Crown Citadel. Thank God. I, I cannot handle, mm. I always felt like there was one more wing in Ice Crown that I needed. <laughs> like, just, just one more wing. We get up to the top, and it's like, now you have to kill like, um, this this thing of three, and this thing of three, and this thing of three. Vault, vault had eight, by the way. Well, cool. Yeah, so see, again, eight. Uh, one of them being a council fight, which... I honestly thought that was going to be my least favorite, but then I get to fight the spider lady, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. And I found my stairs. least favorite now. Stairs. You made me heal on stairs. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Healing on the stairs while ice patches are everywhere that's making you slide around. And everybody in my raid was like, this is a warrior's dream fight. I'm like, really? Warriors love to not be able to do anything because they have to run away all the time? Because I don't remember that being something I told people I liked. Uh, but regardless, yeah. It, it, I am, I'm really looking forward to Avarice because it looks like the fights are going to be a lot there's a lot more variety, and there was a fair amount of variety in Vault. Vault wasn't like, this fight's the same as every other fight. I, there was fairly distinct fights. So. There was a lot of variety, a lot of different areas, a lot of different subsections. It looks like Aberus is going to be have a similar feel to it. I do like the fact that they're staying with the 8 to 9 boss range. Um, like I'm just thinking back at some of the longer raids in the past. and like uh, Naxxramas had 15 bosses. Uh, Siege of Orgrimmar had fourteen, like, and those felt like slogs. So much, yeah. Like, like nine seems like the sweet spot where, like, you f or in that in that range, like nine or nine or eight, because like you can have enough variety that each of the fights feels different. It doesn't feel like you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but also like you feel like you're making accomplishment and like. Nine feels obtainable. Fifteen feels like, why am I here? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, I've just spent <laughs> six months of my life in this raid. Why? Like, yeah. And and like I said, it always feels like there's always, I, I really always remember this when I, I think about big raids. It's like Alduar. Um, there's certain fights that feel like this is just here to make me be here longer. Mm -hmm. And I loved um, Alduar. And I still oh, yeah, think, I, it, I, and I still think it felt like a little bit of a schlog. Well, it's like you you go through the the there's two when, when a when a raid has bosses that people skip mm -hmm. every time like as soon as they can as soon as they've got enough gear that they can do so like there's the two bosses on the way to XT after you do Flame Leviathan oh I never do those ever everybody skips them everybody always skipped them because mm -hmm. there was no reason not to why are we fighting these guys they're not in the way that you don't have to kill them to get the door open no they, there's no purpose to this I'm going to leave them alone we. The only reason to kill them was we need loot. We need loot to be able to do XT because it's hard. And yeah, so I, I'm I am hoping that I don't we don't get a boss like that here. Uh, I, I'm super interested in the blank. I can't. Oh, I can't tell you guys what I'm super. That's not. You might not have gotten <laughs> to read it yet. But there is a there's an encounter here with an old face that you will have heard of. Yep. And I am super interested to see how that goes because it's not quite the same. Also, I've been looking at the tier set stuff, the, the, the crucible class armor set, according to the post here. Have you guys looked at it? What do you think of this? Eh, indifferent. It's there. Like, I don't really feel strongly about it one way or another. Yeah, the shaman one kind of looks weird to me, but the paladin one looks nice. Not as nice as the priest one, though. I, honestly, the priest one looks more like a paladin set than the paladin set, though, which is kind of odd. Uh, the odd thing about these sets, or at least the, so I'm a holy paladin. Maybe I've possibly, you've heard me talking about holy paladins before. Um, is that the set for Holy Paladins, the bonus affects a specific skill. So it's kind of pushing you, like, if you don't have this specific spec, then your four-piece set bonus is going to do nothing, literally, absolutely nothing. So 
I mean, that feels kind of bad, but also I already have that talent. I'm specced into it, so maybe maybe I'm just being too picky. Like, it's there, but it's like, okay, you have to use this thing now, and it's not a normal rotational thing, but it's like, okay, you've got to spec down this part of the talent tree to get one of these two abilities. There's a choice node, and you have to pick one or the other, and it buffs them both in different ways. Yeah, but if you don't, if you don't like those talents, hmm, okay, you get nothing. You get nothing. Well, if you don't, yeah, if you don't like the talents, are you deliberately referencing UHF? By the way, you get nothing. Yeah, yeah no, I love that, UHF because yeah. as Liz was saying that, that was also in my head. Yeah, and I was like that. Because honestly, I can see the Tuscar having a, a game show that's the Wheel of Fish, like one hundred percent. Like, hold on a second, Blizzard. Why don't the Tuscar have something that's just called the Wheel of Fish? Can we make this happen, please? <laughs> we love whey milk. Um, what gets me is I'm looking at the set. Liz is listing all these perfectly reasonable mechanical reasons why the set design's a little wonky. I can't get over the fact that the warrior set has a big dragon head that my head goes inside and it looks like the dragon head ate my head. Like I can't get past this. There's like a mesh thing inside the dragon's head that, that clearly my face is behind the mesh. And all I can think of is how do I see anything? Like this warrior can't see anything. And it's not like you could push this thing back. It's a giant dragon head on top of your head. So yeah, um, I don't know. The Shama one, those are clearly the 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 dragons from the Storm Dragons from uh Stormheim. Storm Stormheim. So I like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean yeah, but I, I I don't know. Like I I don't feel strongly about it one way or another because like I already have dragon shoulders. I have multiple dragon shoulders, so it's like okay, cool, more dragon shoulders. <laughs> and it's like a helm that vaguely is reminiscent of tier one with dragon horns attached to it. Cool. Like I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to like say thing like I'm like crashing on it or anything like that. I just. I don't know. I expected yeah, more I mean, elemental. In terms of the aesthetics of it, like looking at the paladin set, the paladin set looks an awful lot like the last set they got in in Shadowlands. You like, a little it bit. Look, it doesn't look that different. So, but again, that's just one of many many things this patch is doing. Like I, we there's so much. I'm trying. I to do want to. I do want to actually talk about the the new affixes uh, for Mythic Plus because we haven't really talked about cool. that a lot. Yeah, I was actually just looking down to the season two thing. So yeah, absolutely. Also, can you like, do you mind uh, explain to people the decay? Because a lot of people don't understand the decay uh, between mythic seasons. So if you could explain that, if you don't I mind, don't you fully can't. understand the decay either. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about the decay. Instead, I'll talk about the fun stuff that I do know. <laughs> okay, let, then let me jump in really fast. Uh, when you are doing mythic uh, dungeons in season two, the first week. If you you've completed a mythic a mythic plus and you got like say you cleared like like a fifteen you cleared like you know you cleared a fifteen so you should normally get a keystone above that they will be subtracting if you did it untimed they will be subtracting like nine levels from it so if you if you cleared it on fifteen you will end up getting a six that first week because they've reset everything and so the mythic key you get is not going to be at the same level that it would have been if it was, was all within a season you just you need to be aware of that so if you get you you go open your uh your your thing and get your mythic key for the week the first week just the first week it's going to be way reduced it's going to go down to like a six or a seven if you're clearing like above a 15 just just be aware which of that, is you know? probably for the best considering what's in the new rotation and what the new effects are as they're and i'm i'm confident is playing into it so uh, right now, the rotation has uh, flipped over where it is new uh, fixes and new rotations. You're going to get Brackenite Hollow. Sorry, go ahead, Liz. I heard you say something. That is next week. Season next two week. starts next season two. week. So. Yep. Sorry. Uh, season two will be Brackenite Hollow, Halls of Infusion, Aldemon, Legacy of Tear, Naltharius, Freehold, The Underrot, Vortex Pinnacle, and Naltharian's Lair, which is a brutal mix of dungeons if i'm being honest uh under rot alone almost broke me in the past um also not to interrupt you but i will also say that having commas inside the name of your dungeons and then having a comma a list of dungeons with commas to separating them (laughs) makes it seem like oldemon and legacy of tear are two separate dungeons they're not no it's oldemon legacy of tear Please, Blizzard, consider putting a dash in there or a colon or something. 
because because it just messes with my head. I'm like Aldemon, then Legacy of Tear. Wait, no, it's the same. It's the same place. Aldemon, dramatic yeah. pause. Legacy of Tear. Um, you're going to be able to get two possible. You get two new titles. You get the Smoldering or the Smoldering Hero. I want those. Uh, dungeon teleports, and you get a new mount uh, coloration for the Armoriadon or Armoradon which is a wonderful dinosaur stegodon looking thing that is straight out of myth and legend and vaguely dragon-esque. And I absolutely love it. And it is the best boy or girl. I don't know what it is. I'm not really looking that closely. Um, you, the new affixes, there are three of them. There's incorporeal, which is while in combat, incorporeal beings appear and attempt to destabilize players with spells that reduce their damage and healing done incorporeal beings are susceptible to all forms of crowd control so very similar to like the uh sin uh essences of sin or the the ghosts that haunt you um not too dissimilar but they have different effects that you have to watch out for now Instead of just killing you, uh, afflicted, which is while in combat, afflicted souls appear to, to that seek the aid of players. Afflicted souls spawn with poison, curse, and disease afflictions. Removing any of these afflictions or restoring the soul to full health causes it to spawn. Fail to remove their afflictions in time will inflict players with a negative status effect. This is incredibly interesting to me because as a healer in Mythic Plus dungeons, there's a lot of times where you're running so efficiently with your group that you're spending more time DPSing than healing. And so having an, an ethics that like encourages you to actively heal and have your active heal time higher than maybe your DPS time, because if you don't, there's a negative effect I think is really, really cool and actually starts throwing the mythic plus dungeon stuff. Uh, it, it starts changing how you view it a little bit. And I'm, I'm here for it. And then the last one is Entangling, which is while in combat, Entangling Vines, Snare Players. That one's pretty straightforward. So, uh, and then we're going to, as a result of those three new ones coming in, we're getting rid of some. Uh, so if you didn't like Quaking, Grievous, or Explosive, they're gone. And you know what? I'm okay. Goodbye. Bye, Grievous. Don't, don't come back. Explosive was not one I liked. No, Gre- Grievous and Explosive were, were rough. Quaking was was fine, but like I think it was most players ignored it. Because, like, you could. You get to a point where it didn't really matter. Explosive was just rough, especially on uh, Ruby Life Pools. Uh, mm-hmm. That second boss, like, doing trying to do that entire area with Explosive, that ring. Ugh. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really, it's good. It's, it's shaping up to, like, shake up the Mythic Plus Dungeon uh, season. And I'm here for it. I think it's cool. I like that healer edition. So I just talked a lot. Do either of you have opinions on that? I won't have an opinion yet until I get to actually get in there and play any of them. Uh, like I said, I don't mind explosive being gone. Oof, really, really hated that. I think it's interesting that we're getting FXs at level seven and level 14 now. Uh, and that those FXs are like the one where you have to, do de- you have to de- de- decurse these various Afflicted. ghostly mobs? Yep. Yeah. You have to decurse them or they do something to your, your group. Decurse or heal. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting approach. Like it's not something they've done before. It kind of reminds me of the stuff they did in raids at the end of Shadowlands. Yeah. Like Liz, you remember it, right? Like, faded, faded raids. Uh, faded raids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's interesting to come in and mix things up. Yeah. So that, that's basically all I have to say on it until such time as I get to play. Yeah, I'm I'm just here for it. I'm excited. I actually really got to enjoy spending some time uh, pushing keys and doing Mythic Plus, plus after we had completed our head of the curve. Um, and shout out mm-hmm. to our guild uh, who, you know, dealt with me figuring out how healing worked in those higher keys. <laughs> um, but like it, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun balancing like DPSing and, and keeping people alive and like really working at it like. And I'm I'm kind of curious how this new one's going to work because I'm I'm here for it. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think of like what else we should be talking about. Going back to the cross faction guilds are alive. Yeah, you, you guys have already made your feelings on that. We have, clear, but if Liz, if you want to <laughs> talk about it, well, uh, we'll go over it for people who haven't been keeping up. Cross faction guilds are in fact now live, though it's it's pretty minor. It's pretty minor. It's a small step beyond what we already had with cross-faction gameplay. All of the same restrictions on cross-faction gameplay will be in place. You cannot queue up for content together. You cannot whisper to each other. You cannot send mail to each other. 
you just get guild chat. That's pretty much it. Uh, and to invite someone to a cross-faction guild, you actually have to be friends with them or be in a community with them. So you can like manually G-invite them instead of, you know, you can't use standard interface to do that because uh, they're they're a weird alternate faction person. But uh, I mean, it seems to be it seems to be functioning very well. It's just it's its abilities are pretty limited. It's pretty basic. Still cool to be in guild chat. Well, that's that's where all the stuff is going down. So I I dig it. I just wish there was like a teensy bit more going on here. Yeah, I, I I look at it less as this is the cool new feature and more as this is a step towards what I hope will be happening in the future expansion. Yeah, exactly. Joe? Not enough sad. Okay. Then uh, we mentioned the Diablo 2 ladder season, which is starting in two days as we record this. Um, season 4 is going to be... It's it's not dramatically different. like Compared to some ladder seasons, it's kind of, kind of stayed. Like we've had some pretty big change in a lot of different Diablo two ladder seasons. Uh, I think this one's just got some new rune words, uh, if I'm not um, incorrect. Go ahead, Liz. I I am actually not sure how much it contains. Um, but one of the the really interesting things about it is that this makes ladder season three really short. They mm-hmm. talked about uh, you know having four month ladder seasons, and I really think this is because of Diablo four because. Yeah. If they went with the standard four-month ladder season for season three, it would have been wrapping up like right when Diablo, like a week before Diablo 4 launched. So people would be going in to season four and they wouldn't have enough time to do complete it and do all the stuff they wanted. And then Diablo 4 is going to be there. So they're just going to ditch it. And if they do it this way and launch the ladder season like two months early, this was such a short season and uh, you know, have it last for the normal amount of time, then it's not going to have that really hard overlap with Diablo yeah. force launch. Like but you'll be playing it for a month. Just gonna, and you'll, maybe you'll take yeah. a break. And, yeah. Yeah. So we'll just see if this means, okay, is this like a planned change in the seasonal cadence for Diablo two, or is this just, they're like, Oh, what go? Yeah. This is going to, we're going to switch the season over like right when Diablo four launches and no one's going to play our video game that we worked really hard on to make it really cool and fun. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if they're just going to, are they doing faster seasons or is this a one-off? We don't know. Yeah, and for that matter, if if you're a Diablo three player, we still have no idea what's going on with season twenty eight. Mm. Like season twenty eight should be wrapping up this month. Like it, it's been out for like two months now. Usually, you're looking at like a sixteen week I mean, season at the out at the outside. So yeah, it's it's another one that I think normally it would really wrap up. You know, about the time Diablo four launches, if it were a lo- one of our longer seasons, going about four months. Yeah, um, I mean, and we don't yeah. know. We, we don't, don't know. know. We know literally nothing about when. Like, for all we know, season twenty-eight is never going to end. They're just going to leave nah. this as the game forever. I, I, we have no idea. I don't think they're going to do that, but I don't know what they are going to do. Um, yeah, they haven't made any announcements, and they usually don't make any seasonal announcements until nope. right at the end of the season, a few weeks early. Yeah. So, like, like you, the, what you'll get is a PTR. Yeah, that usually has the next season on it, and that's the first announcement. That's the first hint you get that oh yeah, this one's going to end soon. And since we don't even know if there's going to be a season 29, like, you know, we really don't know like how we'll find out that the season is ending if the season is ending. Um, so yeah, that's just something we probably should mention. Uh, I should also mention that the wow children's week is happening right now. Uh, I think it started yesterday. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what this list seems to indicate. So I'm going to assume that's true. <laughs> um, and it's going to the 10th, which means uh, it's, that whole it's literally, yeah. it's a week. It's a week. Yeah. And it's literally that that whole period that we were talking about, like up to the ninth, just all this stuff happening. Children's Week is during that. So whilst you're doing all this other stuff, you also have a chance to like escort orphans around around Azeroth. Which I mean, good. It's nice for you to do that. They they are orphans. They've lost a lot. Um, keep in mind that these are the same orphans that we've had for years now. But I mean, should they, I want they, new orphans? We don't want more orphans. <laughs> Could we they have haven't more grown orphans? up. Yeah, they're frozen in time, which is kind yeah. of terrifying. Like Amber. Mm. But regardless, that's happening. Uh, I Children's Week is one of those ones that uh, it, I had. I remember the first time I did it, and you know, then it as it's gone through the years. I just remember when you had to go and like basically do a Call of Duty quick time event with Bane uh, for Cairn's. You know, let's go, let's go look at Cairn's <laughs> body. I'm like, do, do we have to do this? This is really sad. But yeah, it's you guys. I mean, 
we've we've talked before about how holidays and stuff in WoW don't change as much as we might want them to. I don't think there's anything new to add there. But if either of you have anything new to add, please please do. I do have one new thing to add, which is that they removed School of Hard Knocks from the Children's Week meta achievement. So if you've been wanting to get that title to finish the um, to finish the the achievement for finishing all the holidays, uh, you no longer have to do the worst achievement in the game in which you drag an orphan around through PvP battlegrounds. Yeah, I mean, that was awful. <laughs> It was not great. I mean, I'm sitting here going, is that really the worst one? And I'm like, you know what? I certainly can't make a case for it being good. <laughs> it's it's just like you you get all of these people who don't want to PV. I mean, on top of just the inherent wrongness of let's drag this orphan to this place where we all murder each other. It'll be great. There's also the thing where it pulls a bunch of people who may not enjoy PvP into PvP, and they're not enjoying this. This isn't something they want to be doing with their time, but they've got to do it because they want this achievement to get this thing. And then all of the people who actually enjoy PvP have to play with all of these people who hate PvP and don't want to be here, and it just, it makes everyone unhappy. There's nothing about this achievement that anyone enjoys. Well, I'm saying that there's the part where you get to farm people in PvP who don't know how to PvP, but then your <laughs> your own team is just as jam-packed with people who don't want to be yeah. there. Yeah. So you, you end up like, just the flag! Just catch the flag! The flag! <laughs> He's getting away with the flag! Oh, God! So, yeah, it, 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 it's really, like I said, it may not actually be the worst, but I can't think of a good thing about it. So it's like, maybe it's it is. It's pretty bad. It's yeah. pretty bad. There's nothing about this this thing that I enjoy. So yeah, sure. It's just surprising to 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 really stop and think about. Is it this or is it the one where like people are trying to get the flag in in uh, Eye of the Storm and priests are just life ripping you away from it so that they can <laughs> get it? I mean, th- there's there's a lot of choice in terms of these horrible PvP achievements. But yeah, School of Hard Knocks might just be the worst one. But uh, that's pretty much everything we got written down. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we try and maybe do a couple emails? Mm, no, I got nothing else. Liz? Liz? Nah, nah. Wow. Okay. We're going to do this quick because I don't think we got a lot of time. Mm. Uh, amazingly, we managed to talk a lot. That That's really surprising. Weird. If you've I... ever listened to the podcast, normally we're very taciturn. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> If you guys have a question for the show, you can use our Discord server. We've got the Patron Q and Podcast Questions channel and the Q and Podcast Questions channel for non-patrons. So you can ask, even if you're not a patron, we do look at the patron ones first, just because that's one of the things they get for being a patron. Uh, That and an autographed picture of me making a kissy face. Uh, If you haven't gotten that yet, please uh, contact Dan Halloran and and ask him where that is. Um, (laughs) Or you can email us at podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch, so we know it's for this show. And I'm going to just read the first one. Uh, okay. Because that way you guys can can do the answering. Do it. Uh, this is one is from Excited Soup, which is another reason I wanted to read it, because quite frankly, I would like it if my soup was a little bit more interested in what was happening. Uh, maybe I wouldn't. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Theoretically, new support specs are coming. The Templar spec for Paladins, Seer for Shamans, and Command for Warriors. Uh, with your developer hats on, what could these three specs look like and how would they provide support different to each other? Or would you have a better name, a better theme for a different class to gain a support spec? Uh, whichever one you wants to go first, go for it. Uh, Liz, go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the really hard thing with Paladins is finding something that feels unique at this point because right now it has three specs protection retribution and holy so you got your tanky spec your dps spec and your healy spec so you've got all of those big bases covered and the only thing i can really think of doing is to have something that is like a hybrid of multiple specs but with the new talent system you already have a lot of options to kind of hybridize your build So what if like a Templar spec did something like split your single target and AOE stuff? Like maybe a Templar is more focused on AOE abilities that are maybe it's more, hmm. I mean, we've talked uh, a few weeks ago, I think, about 
having a class or spec that was focused on buffs being a support class, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe you could bring that into Paladins. I'm not sure if a Templar would be the right name for them, but, uh, you know, maybe you could have a spec that's really focused on support and blessings and all of the shields, and maybe that would actually address some of the button bloat Paladins have, because I got, like, a dozen spells on my bars that are, like, the perfect solution for a very specific situation, but most of the time I don't use them. And because I don't always use them when I need them, I forget they exist. Yeah, and paladins are like that Swiss Army knife deal. Yeah, yeah. I, how often do you really use the corkscrew? Not very often, but when you need it, you're glad you have it. You need it. You literally, you need it. So, so yeah, I was kind of at first thinking, okay, maybe you could have one that's kind of focused on AOE and one that's more focused on single target. Like maybe Retribution is all about, you know, stabbing this one person in the eye. And maybe maybe a Templar is more, you know, I'm going to take down this crowd of people. And that would actually maybe make switching specs pretty easy. It's like, okay, this is an AOE fight. I'm just going to switch to this other spec. This is a single target fight. I'm going to switch to this other spec. Um. So I thought what the Templar was going to be going to be following someone around and telling them how amazing they are. <laughs> oh, that enemy didn't stand a chance against you. Yes, Cormac, we get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I think this is a difficult question because you know the, it's already hard to have distinct things between different specs. There's so much going on in WoW. There are so many classes, so many specs. It's hard to make something that's really distinct and unique. And that would be the challenge for adding support, adding additional support specs. Oh, you call me trouble. Joseph? <laughs> just like calling you Joseph. Um, we talk about this occasionally, and it goes in cycles. And the problem is. I don't know if we can ever provide a good answer because uh, we're not developers. We're not, we're not the ones trying to balance the game. Now from a completely pie in the sky, I would like to see the seer for shaman or something like that. Maybe start looking at not buffing allies, but debuffing and controlling the flow of a fight, adding things like, um, and maybe there could be something there like, you know, predictive damage avoidance or whatever where like you see the future uh you know a, a couple seconds in the future so you can push your ally out of the way or tell them to, to dodge or, or uh that's what you do instead of like actually healing them um or you know you force the way back in the olden days and if you play wild WoW classic you you you'll understand this you could actually have comparative tables for like to hit that you could not hit a certain mob until you got to a certain weapon skill or uh, a certain like uh, skill level with that weapon or, or, you know, had a certain value of to hit, like you can miss swings. Like you weren't guaranteed to hit every time you, you auto attacked reversing that and giving something like that now to, uh, you know, maybe in the enemies that are hitting you, like maybe you give them a, 2% chance to like miss an auto attack or something like that. Like I'd like to see them play around in the design space of what support actually means instead of having it be specifically what it is today, which is make health bars go burr. Um, so like, I'd, I'd like to see a little more variety and like, I'll, I'll bring it up again too. like, just rip off the Esper. Go go to Wild Stars like <laughs> archives. Look at the Espers. Just the Psionic Warrior. The the Psionic like yes, it had DPS, but it was a healing support class that didn't necessarily have to heal to be a support class. Just rip that off. Just just take that and throw that in. And wow, like I'd be happy with it. So, but it's a complicated like as Liz said, it's a complicated question that is very difficult to answer in any sort of uh, capacity other than this would be nice. So, Matt, your turn. I yeah. Oh. I, I have to, I want to jump in here in between you. I was thinking, uh, I was having a conversation in Guild Chat earlier about how, you know, we've got all these healers, but we don't have an emotional support healer. So maybe, <laughs> maybe Paladin could get like an emotional support healer, like the Templar in Diablo 3 who follows you around saying, wow, you are super awesome. You were doing You've never seen an enemy there. like that. Oh, you laid him low. <laughs> 
So yeah, maybe maybe the Templar is just someone who follows An- you around and cheers you on and boosts your morale. Anthropomorphic Corgi class when? Yes, Cormac <laughs> the Corgi. Um, but okay, um, I feel like Joe's already said it. But the whole thing of like I am not a game designer. It's like the 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 game space equivalent of I'm not a lawyer or this is not legal advice. So this is not design advice. I do not think I am a designer. I do not design stuff for World of Warcraft or any other video game. I've been thinking a lot about the thing Joe said about like pushing what support is. And one of the things that, that hit me in the face, uh, besides, you know, like actual things that have hit me in the face recently was the original, what was the war priest in, in third edition 3.5 and what became the warlord in fourth edition D and D. Yeah. And the warlord was an interesting class because it was very much a class that got up in people's faces and hit them. But. And it wasn't it wasn't a tank, and but it wasn't DPS either. What it was all about was inspiration, rallying people. Essentially, if you look at the Avengers, Captain America isn't the strongest guy there. He's not the fastest guy there. He doesn't like he doesn't mess up the enemy like the others do. He's not the Hulk. He's not Iron Man. He's not Thor. He doesn't have the. Uh, the spy stuff like the black widow does, and he can't shoot arrows. Well, he probably could, but he doesn't shoot arrows like Hawkeye. So he's not like long range damage. What he is, is the glue. He ties it all together. He doesn't tank, although he can take a hit. They've got people who do that. He inspires. He is the one who's like, you know, we can do this. Put doubt out of your mind. Like imagine a, a, a warrior whose whole deal was, Oh, they're trying to use crowd control on us. I switched to aura of command. Or, you know, mm-hmm. use commanding yet shout to purge doubt and weakness from my players' minds. Oh, someone's down. I use, you know, drill sergeant scream to get them up off the ground. <laughs> you don't have time to be dead. You can die on your own time. You know, <laughs> and you you basically, you'd have to go and attack things to generate rage, which you would then use to power your inspiring abilities. You know, like we we're, we are like this assault from the Legion is offensive. It is a mockery of everything we stand for and we're going to make them pay for it. And you know, you've buffed your party. And at the same time, maybe you debuff the enemy. Like Joe was talking about uh, like maybe making it so the enemy wouldn't hit. Uh, I could see the commander making it. So he's like, no one's going to touch you. And like now attached to that person who's going forth is a increased chance to miss when you attack him, as long as the shout stays on. And you, like you could play around with this. Um, at the same time, I am aware of a lot of reasons why this might not work. And I always want to say that. I again, I am just spitballing on a podcast. I am not sitting down and trying <laughs> to make this happen. But I do think that there is room for classes that they don't do they don't do nothing. They don't do no damage or no healing. But the damage or healing that they do could be just the means by which they spread their real support value. Like in a weird sort of way, shamans started off like that because they had wind fury totem and they had, you know, earthbind totem and they had, what was the one that purged fear? Tremor totem. Tremor totem still exists. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I just remember like back in the day, that's what shaman did. They, they were there. They were there to heal and there to do damage, but they were also there and to a certain degree, they were there to tank, uh, which is something people kind of forget that shaman were actually tanking at least up to level 40. And in a lot of cases at level 60, shaman were tanking. I um, tanked Karazhan. Yeah. So there is room for a class where your purpose is, you know, you're certainly there to help and you want to contribute damage and so forth, but it's sometimes better to make another 10 people do more damage or take less damage than it is to directly heal or add DPS. And there's ways to do it. It doesn't have to be as simple as, okay, I just buff everybody. It could be something like Thunderstrike, where you hit the boss and lightning bolts then zap out of the boss. And every time the lightning bolt hits one of your party, they gain 5% haste. Like, you know, that'd be a really cool cooldown, which which is also a pretty, it's got a lot of flavor to it. Because it isn't just, oh, oh, we get haste. It's more like get in there and hit him because the more you hit him, the more he'll hit you back. And now you'll get more, you'll get more haste. There's ways around this. Uh, so far, everything I've mentioned actually kind of feels more shaman than warrior, to be honest. But, you know, hey, 
Uh, the, the shouting at dead people, that's warrior all the way. <laughs> you cannot take that one away from us. The, the, the warriors should have a battle res that is just literally screaming people up. I can't go on. You get up right now or I'm going <laughs> to climb down inside you and pull things out and shove them back down in you in places they don't go. All right, I'm up. I'm up. I was just bleeding to death. Don't mind me. I don't. Now get in there. So yeah, that's it for me. Uh, do we have time for another one? Or do you think where that was going to be it? I think we're it. Yeah, because I can barely talk. Um, so uh, at this point, I kind of look at Joe expectantly like my dog when she sees I have some hamburger. So, <laughs> All right, friends. Well, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast lending community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast with a queue, and an ads-free site experience. Uh, thank you very much, Joe, and thank you to Liz for, as always, writing up uh, pretty much everything that's going on for the next two weeks so that I don't have to do it, because you do it a lot better than I ever did. Um, and thank you to all you guys for listening and being here with us, because this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much, and we're going to be back next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.